Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Just wanted to hit you guys with a quick recap of the training camp news from the previous week. And we're also going to announce the winner of our TFA t-shirt giveaway. If you missed it, don't, you know, don't cry. Don't worry. We're going to be doing more of these. We're also going to be adding to our Teespring account. Going to throw in some mugs, maybe some hats. Saw they had some fanny packs. Should be, uh, should be pretty sick. I think we're going to try and bring the, the fanny pack back. So I'm going to try and hit on every NFL team and all the news that you need to know from a fantasy football basis. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, start off with the AFC East with the Patriots. Damian Harris, Damian Harris has been handling a bunch of the reps at camp with Sony Michelle and Lamar Miller sideline. Apparently he's been looking good doing it as well. Uh, not only as a runner, but as a pass catcher and in the uh, – and, and in pass protection as well. James White has been has been getting some run, as has uh, Rex Burkhead. So it's still up in the air, but with his latest Damian Harris is going and drafts right now, he's definitely worth that late-round flyer because Lamar Miller, we all know what he is. Sony Michelle got all the work he could have possibly gotten last year and didn't do too much with it. So I like Damian Harris as a sleeper. Uh, Demir Bird has been getting the most consistent buzz out of that wide receiver group, and that seems to be uh, hashtag not good for the Patriots. Tight end Devin Asiasi has been impressing, so it kind of seems like he is jumping out as the tight end to own in New England. And Jared Stidham went down with an, with a hip injury, I believe, earlier this year, which kind of opens up the door for Cam to firmly take control of the starting duties and that Earlier, it was reported that they might go with a uh, might go with a platoon at the position, which didn't make much sense to me. But now with Stidham going out, uh, Cam Newton is taking the majority of the snaps at quarterback for the Dolphins. Rookie Tua Tagovailoa is making good progress both in terms of the offense and with his uh, and with his hip injury. But this is Ryan Fitzpatrick's job. Make no mistake about it. It was noted that whenever Ryan Fitzpatrick missed camp. Uh, miss a practice for personal reasons. The offense struggled to get anything going, and that uh, it was noted that he he makes the Dolphins the best team and their best chance to win now. So, looks like that's going to be Fitzpatrick's job, which is a which is great for us for fantasy purposes because he saw what he did last year with Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. And speaking of Preston Williams, he's already making plays after being cleared from that ACL tear. They limited his rookie campaign to just eight games last year. So, again, another sleeper that I like a lot. For the Buffalo Bills, uh, Zach Moss is apparently showing out, much to uh, much to our chagrin. But 
with that kind of news, you have to move on from what you think about a player. And it kind of seems like he's he's pushing Devin Singletary to the back. We kind of thought that Zach Moss would take that Frank Gore role from last year, but it seems like he is actually making a, making a bigger impact and kind of pushing for a bigger role than what was initially thought. He's showing well, obviously, as a power runner, which we know he can do, and as a pass catcher as well. Josh Allen is being Josh Allen. I mean, you have, you have the one report that he's taking steps forward and he's looking better. Then you have another report of he's staring down receivers, he's being inaccurate with his passes, and he's throwing interceptions. So it, he, he's going to be what he's going to be. For fantasy purposes, it doesn't really matter for us unless you really get dinged for, for interceptions and incompletions. Other than that, Josh Allen is locked in as a top 10 fantasy option this year. And for dynasty players, for maybe for a, for a fourth-round pick, for a stash if you have the room, Rookie Gabe Davis has been getting that steady drum beat that we look for at this time of year. Obviously, right now, things are crowded, but if, if anything opens up, it kind of seems like Gabe Davis is the next one in line. Moving on to New York Jets, uh, the connection between Sam Darnold and Chris Herndon is legit. You can't read any of the beat reporters' reports without seeing something about Herndon. Uh, and uh, tight end Trevon Wesco has also been making plays regularly. Uh, the wide receivers coach said Jamison Crowder could be looking at 90 catches this year, which with the way things are going with that with that receiver room, I don't think – I think his career high before this was 78. With the way everything is going and with the way everything is going in that backfield – with a receiver room rather, I don't think that's out of the question at all. Uh, Denzel Mims has yet to practice. I think he's missed nine now. Uh, but Adam Gase came out and said that um, he may practice this week. So we'll see. And then right before I hopped on, I did see that Brashad Perriman is now nursing an injury. And it seemed that Darnold and Perriman were making a chemistry as well. So it is just an absolute mess with the Jets. Moving on to the NFC East. We all know the news about Miles Sanders. He is week to week with that with that uh, leg injury. Doesn't seem like it's going to be anything uh, anything major, anything serious. So thank God for that. Just uh, the the Eagles are being cautious. Obviously, haven't brought anybody else in. Boston Scott also spent some time uh, on the sideline, and it was former former dynasty darling Corey Clement who is taking the most of the reps with the one. So. I mean, I, I guess he's going to be in line if something goes down with Miles Sanders as long as they don't make any free agency additions to that backfield. More injuries for the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Hurts and Dallas Goddard were both dealing with injuries, but neither are believed to be serious. Goddard had a, a hairline fracture on one of his thumbs, and Zach Hurts was just reported as, a, as an upper body injury. Uh, Jalen Rager, on the other hand, has been impressing. He's making plays every day. They're moving him inside and out, depending on their personnel packaging, which uh, you know, which we love to hear here. And fellow rookie wide receivers John Hightower, John Hightower, and Quez Watkins have both been flashing and showing well, which is obviously good for good news for Philly, considering the, that depth chart and what you know, kind of what they have going on there. For the Cowboys, haven't really been hearing too much with the Cowboys in terms of fantasy relevant news anyway, but the big thing has just been the passing game. Uh, the head coach, Mike McCarthy, talked up Michael Gallup as a true NFL wide receiver one, not just obviously for fantasy purposes, but for NFL teams, looked at him as a wide receiver one, and CeeDee Lamb is apparently showing out 
almost every day. I think I saw today he made like 250-yard grabs or something. So this is going to be a really fun offense to, to watch for. Uh, Dak Prescott could be uh, not even necessarily a dark horse because he's ranked pretty highly, but uh, someone who could finish as the QB1 this year. And I don't think that should be a, a shock if that were to happen. Moving on to the New York Giants. Again, uh, another team that didn't have a lot coming out from what I saw. But Evan Ingram is impressing. And if he's able to stay healthy, he should be in line for a monster year. And kind of the same thing goes for Sterling Shepard. Uh, Golden Tate has been making plays. Daniel Jones seemed to be making a, a, a step forward in his second season. And in, uh, in breaking news, Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. For the Washington football team, uh, the, the guy that we were all loving immediately as soon as Darius Geis was released, that is Antonio Gibson. He's being worked in with the ones, but it seems like as of right now, Bryce Love has the edge for duties behind Adrian Peterson. With the offense that Scott Turner is going to be implementing in Washington, though, that would seem to fit Antonio Gibson's skill set better with a lot of pre-snap motion, uh, pre-snap motion and reverses being in, being built into the offense. That should be a role for Gibson, uh, but you know we might not be able to, for this year anyway, lock him in as, a, as someone who's going to be getting a lot of work coming out of the backfield in the traditional sense. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is taking steps forward in year two. He's been looking comfortable and confident with this, with this new offense, and he's been making plays and really making that connection and continuing that with Terry McLaurin. Uh, another thing that Haskins has been doing well is working on his pocket mobility, which is going to be huge for them considering the, the state of disarray that their offensive line is in. Moving on to the AFC West, uh, Kansas City, Tyreek Hill has been sidelined with a hamstring injury, but that's being reported as minor, so no big deal there. Uh, Sammy Watkins missed time earlier in the week with a groin injury, but that is apparently minor as well and he made his way back to practice on a limited basis. And rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is impressing daily, and he's looking like the real deal. So he's going to be shooting up draft boards. He was already being taken, I think, at the end of the second before Damian Williams opted out. He's just skyrocketed his way. I think Kevin and I both have him as a, as a top eight or a top nine running back for 2020. Chargers, again, uh, another team that didn't have too much coming out. Uh, the main things that I saw were Tyrod Taylor was making was taking the all of the first team reps over rookie Justin Herbert, so it kind of seems like they're just locking in on they're just locking in on Tyrod Taylor being the starter for this year. Uh, there was a report earlier in the week that Justin Jackson appeared to narrowly be ahead of rookie Joshua Kelly for RB two duties, but that's perceived to be a short lease for Jackson. So. If Joshua Kelly shows out, does better than Justin Jackson, I uh, expect that to flip relatively quickly. The Las Vegas Raiders. We all saw the hype coming from Gruden earlier in the offseason in terms of wanting to get Josh Jacobs more touches just overall. The report came out earlier this week that he wanted to get him more involved in, in the passing game and specifically on third downs. But it's been really weird because the, the team has extended Jalen Richard. They brought in Devonta Booker. They drafted Lynn Bowden. And then they just brought in Theo Riddick on a one-year deal. I'm personally not worried about any of these players. It might cap Josh Jacobs' target receiving ceiling a little bit. But I, like, I, I don't understand why everyone is in such a tizzy 
over these guys. If if you're looking at any of these guys and you're like, oh man, Theo Riddick now, forget about it. He's not going to get any targets. I, I truly don't understand it. If you look at their depth chart behind Josh Jacobs, it was it was garbage, right? It, it, it is a little odd that they're just bringing in guys that seem to be filling in that that third down roll. But I'm I'm honestly not all that worried about any of these guys. Could it cap his ceiling? Sure, but he he's still going to be involved. They have to keep him on the field. That was something he did really well at Alabama. So I'm I'm not that I'm completely dismissing it, but there's a lot of people that are freaking out about his his involvement in the passing game. But I'm not one of them. Somebody that I'm definitely not worried about is Brian Edwards, uh, one of my favorite rookie receivers from this class. He was getting a lot of hype leading up to it. And then just, uh, I think it was just yesterday, Derek Carr came out and said that he's he's building a trust with, with the rookie, particularly in those throw it up and let him go get it kind of situations. So as of right now, I think the, I think the offensive coordinator came out and said the three wide receiver set was going to be Tyrell Williams, sorry, uh, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, and Henry Ruggs. But I could see Brian Edwards pushing Tyrell Williams out of that third spot or them putting rugs into the slot and just letting and pushing out Renfro and letting Williams and Brian Edwards be the outside guys for Denver. Apparently Cortland Sutton has been next to unstoppable for, for, for the offense. He's just been making plays every single day. Jerry Judy is doing Jerry Judy things in terms of his route running and separation Rookie K.J. Hamler is going to be sidelined for a month with a hamstring injury. Told you those injured hammies are everywhere. And for the backfield, Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay seem to be in a true split. There hasn't been one running back over the other who's gotten significant reps. And they, they basically said they're going to use them both. They're going to use both of them enough that there's not going to be a technical starter for, for, the, for the running back position. NFC West as we move on down the line. For the Cardinals, not a lot here either. DeAndre Hopkins missed some time. DeAndre Hopkins missed some time earlier this week with a hamstring injury, but he's returned to practice since then. Cliff Kingsbury wants to get Drake more involved as a pass catcher with the ultimate goal, getting him out in space. He he saw that he was a problem out in space, so he wants to use him more as a pass catcher. And as far as who is backing up Kenyon Drake, that is Chase Evans, and that seems very clear-cut. It doesn't really seem like the best thing that came out for Eno Benjamin was he's looking to make the 53-man roster. And that was the nicest thing that I saw written about Eno ben- Benjamin. But back to Chase Evans real quick. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury called him a legit starting running back in the league. And he went as far as to say that if Edmonds hadn't gotten injured during the season last year, they might not have traded for Kenyon Drake at all. So that's a that's a really big thing to note here in terms of you know maybe somebody you want to look at grabbing in the at the end of your drafts for the Rams. This guy has been the 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 absolute darling of hashtag NFL training camp Twitter, and that is rookie Van Jefferson. You can't scroll through Twitter without seeing something about Van Jefferson. He's getting rave reviews from basically everybody on the team, from Goff and uh, and Coach Sean McVay. As of right now, Josh Reynolds is still penciled into that wide receiver three role, but with the way they've been talking about Jefferson and what he's doing in camp, I could see Josh Reynolds just being pushed to the side completely. And as far as a, as a, as a dynasty sash goes, Jefferson is really intriguing um, whenever you look at the, the depth chart. Cooper Cup's 
contract is up at the end of this year. And Robert Woods is signed through 2021, but he only has a $1 million debt cap in 2021 if they were to do anything with him. So not projecting that either of those guys are going to be gone. But if even if just one of them is not in the picture next year, that could be- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Be a, that could be a huge boost for Van Jefferson. Uh, Cam Akers, the, the other rookie there that they took in the second round, he has quit, he's quickly moved on from the second-team offense and getting reps with the first-team offense. And then it was just reported yesterday that Terrell Henderson suffered a leg injury. So Akers was already taking over a bunch of those reps with the first team, but now with Terrell Henderson out of the, out of the picture, at least for a couple weeks, it kind of seems like he's going to be ready for week one. But... At this point, it doesn't really seem like he's going to be getting too many more reps with the team. So it is absolutely wheels up for Cam Akers. Niners, we just got a little bit of breaking news right before I jumped on here. Uh, Brandon Ayuk left practice early with what appears to be a hamstring injury. I guess he was running a uh, running a route deep downfield and kind of pulled up, grabbed the back of his leg. So it looks like that's going to be a hamstring injury. We obviously don't know the severity of that. But with the other 49ers receivers, you had Jalen Hurd hitting the IR. Debo Samuel was already nursing a foot injury in the, the surgery that he had uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's being reported that Kendrick Bourne has been the most consistent wide receiver for the Niners. So definitely somebody you should go and look at in terms of adding for your, for your dynasty teams. The last I looked, maybe like a week or so ago, Bourne was only owned in like 42 or 47% of MFL leagues. So you can definitely add him as a, as a, as a cheap stash and he might have some upside through the first couple of weeks, depending on what happens with Debo and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Jerick McKinnon is apparently healthy and he's been looking explosive, particularly as a receiver. So if he can stay healthy, he might be looking at a third down roll. And then uh, Raheem Mostert looked like uh, an improved runner and is apparently the clear 1A back in terms of getting touches. So that's going to wrap it up for the Niners. On to the Seahawks. This will be a quick one. DK Metcalf is beasting. Lockett's been making plays as well. For your dynasty kind of little stash, a little news nugget here, DJ Dallas has been impressing as a rookie and has he drew praise from Pete Carroll. And, he, and Pete Carroll said that he was impressed with DJ Dallas and his ability as a, as a pass catcher and that he is ready to contribute to the passing game right now so if anything happens to chris carson it was already reported that dj dallas could even push carlos hyde for some touches if if uh, carson were to go down so if that happens that could be wheels up for dj dallas because you know all it takes is pete carroll to to fall in love with a guy and he's going to be the one who gets the touches so dj dallas is a is a really interesting you know third fourth round pick if you already had your rookie drafts he might not even been drafted so check your waiver wire for him AFC North, uh, Pittsburgh, there's been inconsistent reports for Big Ben. We saw that you know, he was healthy and the arm was looking good. They said that the, the pass velocity seemed to be there on his throws. 
But then there were all there was also news that he was short arming some of his throws, kind of looking like Philip Rivers out there. So who who knows who knows with him? But hopefully, you know, there's still obviously still a couple more weeks until the NFL season gets kicked off. So hopefully, we get some more definitive news coming out from a favorite sleeper of one Kevin Steele. Deontay Johnson has been sidelined the past couple of days with a leg injury. Not sure the severity on that, but obviously something to watch for. And one of the beat reporters called out James Washington specifically. Apparently he's been making some plays in camp and he's given that wide receiver group something that no other receiver really gives to them, which is that that deep speed, that down downfield ability. We saw him kill it at Oklahoma State in that role. So if that's something that he can provide, maybe not even on a consistent basis, that'll be something that helps out the Steelers probably more than it helps out your fantasy teams. With Baltimore, I just saw too that Lamar Jackson has sat out the past couple of practice with a soft tissue injury. So definitely want to monitor that. Obviously, that'd be a huge drop off from Lamar Jackson to like Trace McSorley, RG3. I, I'm not even sure who the QB2 is there behind Lamar. But his deep passing was improving up until this point. Again, hopefully that's nothing major with Lamar. And basically all of his receivers has been, have been getting hyped. Hollywood Brown is out there smoking fools. Uh, Miles Boykin has improved. Kind of said that he took a different mindset coming into year two. And rookie Devin Duvernay, who's one of my favorite dynasty stashes, could already be pushing for starting slot duties, kind of pushing Willie Sneed out of the out of the way there. I, the, his his speed. If you look at what the what the Ravens have been doing over the past couple of drafts, that seems to be the way they want to go in terms of athleticism and getting speed on the field. So obviously Devin Duvernay fits that role a lot better than Willie Sneed does. Speaking of impressive rookies, J.K. Dobbins has been impressing with his athleticism as a pass catcher and everything like that. But it is it seems to be very clear that Mark Ingram is still going to be heavily involved and even Gus Edwards can be involved. So it seems like Mark Ingram is sl- is slated to be the starter there. And, you know, they're just going to kind of let uh, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards kind of eat, eat behind him. But it seems like Mark Ingram is set to be the set to be the starter. Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews. On to Cincy. Burrow's looking like the real deal early on. He has a connection with Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate. A.J. Green is still sidelined with that hamstring injury. T. Higgins came back today, I believe, on a limited basis. So hopefully that'll be he can start getting his reps shortly. Rodney Anderson was waived by the Bengals early last week. If your dynasty rosters are deep enough, I would take a look at possibly adding Travion Williams uh, and kind of making an interesting stash there. We, we know what Gio is. He's getting a little bit older, but more importantly, Travion Williams has been talked up by the by that staff this offseason. So, again, if, if you're I, – I wouldn't cut anybody, you know, who you might even be looking at as a, as a fringe starter. But if you have some room and you're kind of churning the end of your dynasty roster, I like Travion Williams' stash. For the Browns, kind of seems like Baker Mayfield has been inconsistent, but even his bad days haven't been awful. Kind of seems more like a processing issue. I saw some saw some notes and some reports coming out of camp that he was hesitant and you know going through his reads and things like that. But it doesn't really seem to be a focus on his actual play. Uh, Chubb was in the concussion protocol, but he cleared. He should be coming back. And Kareem Hunt apparently was really impressive during Chubb's absence. NFC North, Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy is not 
not interested in announcing a starting quarterback just yet. He kind of seems to be giving both Trubisky and Foles equal snaps and opportunities with the first with the first team offense. David Montgomery has slimmed down. He's looking quicker, which would be a huge boost, especially for your fantasy teams. If you're looking at getting your RB2 later on, uh, Montgomery has constantly been going in the in the fifth round with how with how early and often running backs are flying off the board. That could be a big addition for your teams. Allen Robinson is dealing with a ankle injury, but that uh, apparently that's minor. Nagy really downplayed it. And, my son is freaking out and yelling truck at the TV. <laughs> A-Rob's injury is apparently minor, and that should not affect his week one status. For the Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford has been looking healthy. <laughs> his favorite word is currently truck. Uh, Matt Stafford has been looking healthy. He's been looking good, as, as has... Marvin Jones, he's been looking good. And for your dynasty stash for this one, that is looking like uh, Quintez Cephas. He's really been killing it. There's been a lot of reports coming out from Marvin Jones. He might be kind of a uh, a deadline trade candidate for for a team that's competing. So Qu- Quintez Cephas seems like he's getting ready to just step right into that role already. There were some conflicting reports earlier last week about T.J. Hawkinson and his ankle following that surgery that he had. You know, it was stated that he wasn't feeling 100%, then apparently he was, but he was just a little bit hesitant. But over the past couple of days, he's been making a bunch of plays and he's been balling out. So that would be huge for fantasy purposes anyway for that tight end landscape. DeAndre Swift has been sidelined with what appears to be a minor leg injury and the Lions are just being cautious with him. And Carrion Johnson is apparently Mr. Knee Bricks. If you saw the... uh, (laughs) If you saw the quote that he had, uh, it was kind of weird. said, I am my knee brace and my knee brace is me, like s- something weird. But I, I, I don't know. If As long as DeAndre Swift is healthy, he's going to be taking over that, that RB1 role sooner rather than later. For Green Bay, Alan Lazard is locked into the wide receiver two role opposite Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers has been aggressive early and often throughout practices and taking his shots downfield. And uh, Matt LaFleur loves the way that A.J. Dillon looks in shorts, apparently. Minnesota Vikings. There were conflicting reports on rookie Justin Jefferson. There was one that came out that said that he was clearly distancing himself from the rest of Minnesota's receivers. And then another one came out and said that he was clearly the third option behind Adam Thielen and B.C. Johnson. Frankly, all this means for me is that it's wheels up for Adam Thielen, and he should be in line for 140 targets probably, especially with the way that that defense is, has really taken a step back from years past. And if you're wondering who the handcuff and the clear backup is to Dalvin Cook, that is Alexander Madison. He's been taking the, the majority of the reps while Dalvin Cook has been sidelined. AFC South, Houston Texans. Really the only newsworthy piece here, uh, Jordan Akins has made himself a reliable red zone target for Deshaun Watson. Watson came out and was talking up Will Fuller and saying that, you know, he's going to ball out this year, which that, that's never been in question. For him, it's always been injury. So if as long as Will Fuller can stay healthy, as long as, long as Brandon Cooks can stay healthy, that is the biggest thing for that wide receiver core. For Indy, 
Uh, you have Jonathan Taylor impressing, but Marlon Mack apparently is not going anywhere, kind of like Mark Ingram to J.K. Dobbins, like I talked about earlier. Evident that Mack is going to continue to contribute and have a key role unless Taylor simply forces the coaching staff's hand, which is definitely possible. But uh, Jonathan Taylor isn't going to be walking into that starting role week one. For the wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton has been sidelined. Uh, he's been banged up a little bit. So in his absence, it's been Paris Campbell and rookie Michael Pittman, who have been really stepping up. Paris Campbell has been looking like the guy they drafted him to be last year. And Michael Pittman has been drawing praise. There's There was a report that came out that Philip Rivers said, you know, he, he's having his hiccups the way that any, basically any rookie does. But he's been improving every day and he's really working on getting better. Jags. Tight end Josh Oliver was placed on the season-ending IR. And Tyler Eifert, you know, apparently has been looking good. He quietly stayed healthy for all 16 games last year, I believe. So maybe another sneaky late-round late tight end option. But with, with, the, with the choices that we have this year, I don't think you're going to have to drop down as far as Tyler Eifert. But it's a name keeping uh, – it's, it's worth keeping a uh, tabs on his name either way. And DJ Chark is apparently doing DJ Chark things, picking up where he left off from 2019 and just making plays specifically in the end zone, which we which we love to see. Tennessee Titans, another team with not much to, to make note on. The one thing that uh, that our own Kevin Steele will love to hear is that Mike v- Mike Vrabel has been quote unquote been bragging about tight end Jonu Smith. So uh, Kevin's been talking about him as a sleeper. We have the the video on on Jonu Smith that, that CJ did for us. And, you know, we've definitely been seeing a lot of Jonu Smith as a tight end sleeper. You know, the, those articles are starting to pop up now. So, you know, kind of we, we love to see that here. NFC South, we're almost done. Tampa Bay. Uh, Brady's arm strength has been noted by both Cam Brate and Gronk. Obviously, whenever you're 57 years old and all you eat is avocados, that's going to be a concern. But apparently, it's you know it's it's not a concern at, at this point. Um, a something that you know out of the I was not expecting files. Scotty Miller is apparently creating a legit connection with with Tom Brady. Uh, Rojo is is the dude. He's gonna be the dude there. So w- with him, you know, you have to you have to take this news in stride. He is currently he's going pretty late. I think he's going as like RB thirty or later at this point. So you know, whenever you're being talked up, whenever Keyshawn Vaughn missed all that time due to COVID, and you know, I, I think he was having some struggles early on. Whenever he was getting on the field, it looks like it's gonna be Ronald Jones. Uh, Finally, something that we saw today, Chris Godwin finally got some buzz. Up until this point, it was it was super quiet on the Godwin front, but he had his best day at practice today, according to uh, an NFL news reporter in New Orleans. Alvin Kamara is looking like his old self, which we love to hear after he was dealing with uh, with an injury throughout the season last year. Ty Montgomery has been impressing with his versatility. I really like Ty Montgomery. If something were to happen to Alvin Kamara, I think he fits that role better than Latavius Murray does for Carolina. Teddy Bridgewater apparently has a solid command of this offense, and he's been looking really good. One of the reports that came out was that you know Teddy has been the best-looking 
quarterback at Carolina camp in some time, which I mean, it's a low bar to be honest outside of, outside of Cam Newton. So take that great with a grain of salt. But apparently, he's been picking up on the offense, looking good doing it. He's been particularly building a chemistry with with uh, with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Speaking of more hamstring injuries, Curtis Samuel has been been dealing with one of his own. It doesn't seem like it's going to be serious, and his week one status shouldn't be in doubt, but that's obviously something we want to keep keep tabs on. Last one, the Atlanta Falcons. Hayden Hurst has been impressing as both a as both a receiver and as a blocker, so he's locked into it every down roll. And Todd Gurley has kind of been getting his been getting his rest, so we're still not exactly sure what we have with Todd Gurley. But Ido Smith was being looked at as someone who provides that team with something different that none of the other running backs do. So there you have it, man. There's all 32 teams with uh, with the news that you need to know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.